0: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's also tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listens. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And don't forget to subscribe to My Ugly Truth Podcast. Did you know that on Spotify you can listen to all of your favorite music and now you can listen to podcasts in one place for free? You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, especially the one that you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Premium users can download episodes to listen to while offline, wherever you are, and you can share what you're listening to your friends on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for My Ugly Truth Podcast on Spotify or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure to follow me so you never miss an episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast
1: an unfiltered uncensored raw storytelling
0: podcast i'm tired and angry but somebody should be welcome
1: to another episode of my ugly truth podcast save me a prayers i am mallory and fun fact um as angie mentioned i am actually her boy stepmom and I created a blog called Blended Nest. Um, it's at blendednestblog.com. And it's all about blended families. I'm
2: Kathy Hammond. And I have a new book out called How to Kill Your Husband's Ex, Attorneys, and Then Some. ask kicking advice for stepmoms. How'd you come up with that title? You know, actually, it was my sister who came up with the title. Uh-huh. Reading the book during its evolution. And I had a, a different working title. And she said, no. This is really what it needs to be because this is really, <laughs> really what it's all about. After, of course, after what she had read in in my book, so I, I will
3: give that to you. Um, it's a very uh, strong title for a book, and I, it did grab my attention. I will say that <laughs>
2: okay.
3: very, uh, very eye
1: catching.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I know uh, there's. Uh, I think when people see it, and I actually had it shown at a, at a particular exhibit. And people were taking pictures of the, of the cover and laughing and, you know, just really, I think it was a little bit shocking to, it's an appropriate title.
3: Right. And then you read that title and you're like, well, what the heck is this book going to be about?
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: How are you doing? Where are you at? Are you in California.
2: I am in Orange County in California, yes.
3: Nice. Well, we're in Florida, so...
2: Yeah, I saw that you're in Jacksonville area, right?
3: Yes, yes. Me and Mallory are both in the same um, area. She's actually the stepmother of my two boys.
2: Oh, is that right? Interesting.
3: I know. This is going to be a very interesting
1: topic. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) So, I am Mallory. I am actually the stepmom to Angie's two boys, and I am the creator and founder of my new blog called Blended Nest. And it is at blendednestblog.com. So I guess you guys are what would be, because I'm not a stepmother, but I do
3: talk about co-parenting on my podcast and, you know, how my relationship with Mallory has uh, turned more deeper and more meaningful than it was in the beginning. And, you know, I did give her torture
2: for the first year, but, um,
1: you know, so, <laughs> so I was- Oh, I was saying how it's evolved. Our relationship has evolved over the years. Yes.
2: yes. It, it, that's a good thing. They don't always evolve.
3: Right, right. So I feel like this is going to be a very, like, hot topic. This is going to be very different. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let's talk about your book, and then we'll go into, like, you know, the different, I guess, um, aspects. Um, So I know you guys are pretty much, like, in the same message that you guys are sending out, but at the same time, it's kind of different, too.
2: All right. Awesome.
3: Yay! So I'm really glad to do this. I mean, I mean, I feel like I'm the middleman here, so I hope you guys don't like attack me, but <laughs> we could just start talking oh. about like, um, I guess your experience in wanting to do this book and wanting to get your message out. Why you thought that that was a good experience to go ahead and just share to, to help people?
2: Yeah, you know, I I think when when you're first going to get married uh, to someone with with kids, um, and my situation was a little bit different because I had not met my stepchildren when, before we got married. My husband was living oh. in Nashville and I was here in California and they were, the youngest one was just turning three and the oldest one was four and a half. So, uh, and we met and married within seven weeks. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I guess
0: they say we mm-hmm. mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. married for a while now,
3: right?
2: Yes. Yeah, so we're, we're in 20 going on 28 years
3: congratulations that's
2: amazing yeah thanks and you know it it, uh, but you know I always had a lot of kids around me because I have a a lot of nieces and nephews and all that so this was not you know I was thinking oh this is piece of cake they're kids and it wasn't (laughs) the kids kids weren't the problem they were not ever an issue at at all you know it was just they they were a lot of a lot of fun Um, and and that was the approach that that I took It was, I think, a lot of the other people, of course, the the marriage came out of the blue for, you know, for my husband Mm -hmm. and the people that knew him. And they didn't know who I was. No one knew who I was because they're in Nashville. I'm here in California. Uh, And I could only imagine that I wasn't thinking so much about it because I wasn't even thinking about the ex-wife. I wasn't thinking about her. I was just thinking Mm -hmm. about getting married and being with, with my husband and yeah right now
3: Mallory would would you say in your situation was it kind of like similar with yours like was it like you got like it was not a big issue with the kids and their age it was more about like now we have to deal with the ex-wife
1: yeah I think the biggest misconception is that for stepmoms for me is people say oh you know what you signed up for and in reality you actually have no (laughs) idea what you signed up for When they be like, oh, you're a stepmom, you know what you signed up for. And I want to be like, uh, no, (laughs) I don't think no one knows until you're actually in it. And to me, I almost relate it to parenting. Like you can read all the parenting books and like take all the classes and stuff until you're actually in it. You're like, holy crap, this is not (laughs) what I thought. So that's how I related so many different elements and so many different aspects that make a blended family, you know, with the children and the ex and their family. So like, there's just so many different elements. So yeah, you don't really know what you're signing up for, even though people think you do.
2: Well, and that's why I wrote the book so that people can know what they're signing up for before they sign up for it. Yeah. Like make sure, make sure.
3: (laughs) Oh, you met the kids after you guys got married. So how was
2: that? You know, and they were, I mean, they were great. I mean, of course, he had already, you know, told them who I was, but they're little. They, they right. don't know what all of this means. And and they have mm-hmm. no recollection of when I came on the scene. I mean, I've been there their entire life. That's all they know. Yeah, that's um,
1: that you're their normal.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, that was, I mean, that was not an issue. And in fact, um, we had, we'd gotten married and then on, I think it was, that was on a Saturday. And on Monday... He took me to meet the kids. We took them out of, out of daycare and over to a McDonald's and oh my he was God, buried. that's so yeah. weird. We
1: did too. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. We picked him up from school. We were to the McDonald's to get ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's so
2: funny. Yeah. It was a familiar place for, for the kids. He, the youngest one, my youngest stepson, he was kind of leaning across the table, you know, like trying, like talking with me and my husband was really nervous about leaving me alone while he went to go order to place the order. And I told him, oh. I've got this, don't worry about it. You know, and it, and that's just how, how it was. Um, although yeah. um, the first night that we were all in the house together and as I was still there doing my thing and the, and the youngest one asked his dad, uh, when is Kathy going home? because oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I was just there all the time. So he said she is home. This is her home. So he's like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> so, so how was yeah. it when the um the
3: ex-wife found out? How did that
2: go? You know, um, after we got married, and that I, I, flew back to California, and I had to wrap up all my stuff. I was still working with my company and all that, and I was mo- going to be moving to to Nashville. And so we, a couple of weeks later, uh, drove back to, to my husband flew out. We, we drove back across country and, uh, and we got in at like one in the morning and by one o'clock in the afternoon, his ex-wife was on the phone and I answered and she said, Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad you're back. And, but I think, I don't know who she is. I've never met her. I've not spoken to her. Mm -hmm. And she said, let me tell you when you're going to take the kids. And I thought. Okay. Let me hand this phone over to my husband <laughs> because right. I'm not I'm not gonna do this. And uh, and yeah. then you know, so so it was that she had initiated but it wasn't probably until a few days later that I actually met her.
3: So was the relationship with you guys um was it did it start off Rocky automatically?
2: Yeah, it, it started off tense. Right. Yeah. And I think and I think it's also because she didn't know anything about me. And here's a person who's spending time with her children. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Which I, yeah. I, yeah. I can relate yeah.
3: with that. My biggest fear. My biggest fear, because my two boys were around that same age as, as your step um, boys. Um, I was worried about like, they're so young. They're going to think that that's their mom too. And i you know, and I felt like, like threatened, uh-huh. you know?
2: Really?
3: Yeah. yeah. That's exactly how I thought. Yeah. Mallory, what, did you even pick up at all that insecurity from me, but also the biological mom?
1: No. So I didn't pick up the insecurity. My first thought was immediately, oh my God, this girl hates me. She wants me never around. And I didn't want right. to look at it. And I also, I was 24 because this is Jason. My husband and I, we've been together eight years now. So I was 24 at the time. So my maturity level, probably from when I was eight years ago to now, I wasn't thinking but now that I'm a mom myself and I can put myself in Angie's shoes about how she would feel like like god forbid if my husband and I divorce and my daughter we have a daughter together and she was in a new woman's life I would that would be my first reaction like oh my gosh where right. when I was 24, I'm thinking, oh, she just doesn't want me around because she wants to be with my husband. You know? right. so I wasn't, I wasn't thinking of, of the kids. I was thinking more like, oh, she just, she doesn't like me because she wants to get back with my husband. I mean, like mm-hmm, I did mm-hmm. think about the kids. I don't want to be like, I'm heartless. Obviously I thought about the kids. Right. But, but you made it more like a uh, personal, yeah. Yes. It was more like a personal thing. And then that is one thing. I actually have a blog post that I have to hit publish on. I haven't done yet. Like what I would do differently, like meeting you for the first time. I also think too that not to throw my husband under the bus, but I think he should have kind of done a better job of maybe introducing us because we met. (laughs) It was, it was Thanksgiving day at a home Depot parking lot drop off. And like, she didn't know I was coming. I didn't know. She didn't know I was going to be there. So it was like, so awkward. So If I could do it all over again, I wish that, you know, he expressed her. Yeah, Yeah, it was planned out. Like, this is when we're meeting. This is when you're going to meet Mallory, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just wrong place, wrong time. It was just a hot mess. Was your first uh, physical meeting with their mom, was it offered?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think so initially. I mean, I really wasn't thinking anything about anything, um, uh, you know, in terms of their relationship or what was happening, you know, and I thought, okay, well, that was his past and, you know, and here are the kids and, you know, we'll just all go on our merry way. But we went over to mm-hmm. her house, either pick up or drop off the kids. And, and so she came out and she introduced her, herself. So, I mean, obviously I knew I was going to meet her. We were going to, to her house. I, I guess I, and I was a bit naive too about thinking, you know, about the dynamics of the relationship you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. of us, and as was my husband, I mean, he didn't know, he'd never done this before, so he didn't, he didn't know, and I didn't really appreciate initially, like, what she might have been thinking uh, about me being involved in her, in her kids' lives, Uh, Mm -hmm. not only that, I think there's an added thing, too, that because my husband and I met and married within seven weeks, they were probably, everybody was, Probably taking bets on uh, how factor. long. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking this is not going to last. Right. Um, because, right. You know, how could it? Yeah. And so here she's going to come in. What? What is her? What are her motives? Uh, you know. And who? Who knows? We probably, including including his ex-wife, probably didn't know how to broach this with me. Also, I mean, and as I say, you know, it's really an unnatural situation in a family. It is. And so mm-hmm. you don't know how to, to deal with everything. So how so, long were
3: they uh, divorced when you guys got married?
2: Well, that was a, another thing. They hadn't been divorced, but maybe just over a year.
3: Okay. I mean, what Mallory was, I think it was about the same, right? I mean, I, I guess it was my marriage. Yeah. I should probably ask myself that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. I don't know it was after. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, after. yeah. So I was about um, the same. Okay. So, um, yeah, was she yeah. nice about it? Did she try to get along with you at
2: first? I, I think on the surface, right? Uh, we were always very civil to one another, always. <laughs> and I actually saw her. It was she was hosting a birthday party in Nashville for my youngest stepson here in July, and so. Uh, so we went. And of course, you know, a lot of years have passed now. And so she's remarried and her stepkids were there and, you know, everyone. And uh, and it was all it was all very, very nice.
3: That's good. So you guys obviously are kosher. It never got to, you know, more than just the mother and the stepmother's relationship.
2: No, but there no, there there were there were a good 20 years where it was a, it it was a real problem.
3: Okay. Oh, about the was it more of like the issue she had with your husband?
2: You know, quite frankly I didn't really know what the issue was.
3: <laughs> You're like, I don't oh, know so what's done. going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I and it was in my book. I you know, I I kind of delve into that because here she was she was single for for several years. She cuz she's been married twice. So it was a few years between when she divorced um, my my husband and before she married her second husband. And so she was she was on her own uh, and she had she, of course, you know, she's a single mom and um, she's trying to, to make the best of, of everything. And, you know, money is always an issue in, in a case like this. So I think that that added a lot of stressors to to the situation. And then when she married her second husband and then, you know, he started causing problems because he wanted to be dad and wanted my husband out of the picture. Except oh. the child support, keep oh. the child support coming, but get rid of him. Um, and that was a problem; that he didn't last very long. And then uh, her third husband, he has two boys of his own. He has a career, his career, and you know, so it, he was never, he was never involved in anything. That's so, right.
3: actually Actually, yeah. um, she sounds a lot like my my life because I got remarried after um, my kid's father, and I got divorced, and now I've just been single for a good bit. But thank God, at this point without a spouse being involved um I got to work or me Mallory both worked on a relationship so like actually it's gotten to the point where I'd rather deal with Mallory than deal with my kid's father just because she's just more on point she you know we have a teacher parent conference like we can get stuff done you know (laughs) you know how men are
2: yeah right yeah did you
1: did you communicate with your stepkids mom or was that all your husband were, were they just communicating the entire time
2: you know we really tried not to communicate a whole a whole lot you know in fact um because she she had moved uh, about a year and a half after uh we we were married and she moved to another state you know it was just kind of like a once a month kind of a thing you know to go pick up kids or you know make an exchange and then um okay. and then after she got married then she moved to another state so it's not like there was like constant interaction because the kids were in schools elsewhere I think right. had, had, she, yeah. had she stayed in the same area I think it would have been much different
3: also I think um, so I'm guessing that she was the, the, the full time parent right she had a full around custody because me yeah. and Mallory, and so, well, uh, what we have with the boys is, um, I, we have joint custody, so we have one week on, one week, yeah. one week off, so we really have to deal with each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, and initially it was kind of a like a fifty-fifty split until she moved. Then the boys came and, and when they were in high school and they were living with us in Florida, actually in South Florida. So, and and we never saw her during that time.
3: I guess if, what would you recommend for someone who does what, like read your book and they are actually Having to deal more with the, with, like you know, let's just say there is more communication that needs to be. Let's say that the father always is out of town for work. Like, what would you recommend?
2: You know, it's the father's responsibility, 100%. It's not the stepmoms. And in fact, right. my my book really is designed, is that for. Well, it's great if the women like, like the two of you get along great. Sounds like you've got open communication and you know, yeah. you're working through mm-hmm. everything. When that doesn't exist, it's leave it to the, to the husband he has to take those mm-hmm. are his kids he would be dealing mm-hmm. it act as though you know I mean, you can give counsel to your husband but you should really stay out of it the the visitation is not with the stepmom it's with the father it can come back to bite you in the ass if you if you get too involved And you're not, and your presence is not appreciated.
3: Right. Mallory, um, can you talk about that blog post that you posted about not feeling valued for the time and energy you put in as kids?
1: Oh, yeah. Like things, so. I know like as a stepmom, sometimes you can feel like you don't get the credit you deserve and you are doing everything that the mom does. But when you're at the right. dad's house, it's, you don't get the credit and not just from the mom, but it could be from like the teachers, the soccer coaches, and like, it could just be from anybody. It's like one of those things where it's like, you're kind of like, you're good enough until you're good. And then when you're not needed, then you're not good enough, you know? Right. So sometimes, but then I realized like, I wasn't doing it for credit. Like I'm not doing these things for credit. I don't need recognition. I'm doing it because I genuinely love these children. I just threw that out the window and, and I don't look for that. I don't need that anymore.
3: With their parent teacher conference, or let's say that you had a situation where, you know, your husband wanted your support and be there. Did you feel uncomfortable being there or did you like feel like, you yeah, I'd rather not?
2: Well, actually, because the, the boys were still pretty young when they, when she moved them to another state So there were never like parent teacher thing. There there were a couple of issues, you know, where I mean, which required being added into a court order for my husband to be notified of the events for the kids, Mm -hmm. um, because that was not happening uh, early on. You know, I think probably the only interaction I really had was like when they were still in the daycare in Nashville, because then when they started school, they were really starting school in another state. You know, I wasn't involved at all. And, and they're far away. So, I mean, it's not like you can just, you know, drop in for every little thing that they're doing. You, you have to deal with back. that. But um I really just kind of just, you know, to my, kept to myself. I'd be there to support my husband, but, you know, and watch the kids.
1: Do you think that helped you, like, mentally and stuff? And, like, you had, like, these boundaries set up?
2: I think that had the kids remained in that area where we were living and we were all there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that that probably would have helped with my sanity by doing something like that. The fact that we didn't, we weren't so involved that, that, that did help. So I can only imagine what my life would have been like if, you know, we were there every weekend for soccer or, you know, whatever it might have
3: been. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, ask Mallory could tell you (laughs) it was hell probably the first year, but, um, so what guidelines would you say that you give? like some insights that you give on your book, um, about you know guiding people in those situations that you were in.
2: Stay out of it as much as possible. Um, you know there are certain things that it's like we're not the parent. They have two parents. You know like I talk about discipline, and I I did a podcast the other day, and and I said you know it's been my experience that uh, stepfathers more than stepmothers want to get involved in the discipline of yes. disciplining stepkids, mm-hmm. and. And he, he was really surprised. And I was thinking, well, no, but it's like an alpha male kind of thing. You know, it's like they're in charge. Yes. Whereas the women, you know, not so much. And and I would always look at this too, and I thought, God, would I want anybody laying a finger on my kid? No. Oh, I, you know, you yeah. want that.
3: Right. Um uh, my second um ex-husband, he was in the military. He he went up to my dad, he's like, I don't know how Angela wonders discipline in the home and the boys are not listening to her. And I understood that part. But he was very militant. And I'm like, no, I feel like discipline is going to fall on me, which I feel like with the female being a mom and dealing with the stepfather. Yeah, I agree with that. The, the alpha you know, male wants to be like the home ruler, you know? So, yeah, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's like just you can be support for your spouse. I think it also helps, too. You know, I, I had um, I was in Florida last April and I was having dinner with my youngest stepson. And he said, you know, he said and all these years, he said, I can't think. Of uh that we ever had a bad time with you ever. And he was talking about his Aww. his first stepfather, um, and you know, some of the problems that, that they had with, with him. And then he said, you know, I just love you. <laughs> so Aww. and and I think yeah. a lot of that, I think a lot of that comes because I wasn't trying to be the mom. He had they have moms. Mm-hmm. They have a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. have a dad, and I was trying to respect her her boundaries. We, uh, we were actually flying through St. Louis and when the kids were living in St. Louis and we were picking them up at the airport and you know, those, that long belt, you know, the people mover belt in the airports. So yeah, yeah. she had brought them to the, to the airport and she was at, the, they were at one end of that belt and I was at the other and my youngest stepson saw me and he started taking off running with his Aww. little suitcase and he gets to the end and like jumps into my, my arms, but I could see her face oh yeah yeah uh, and I and I just said now go back and you know give your mom a hug you know and tell her you know because we were all going to be taking off because I I I really felt for her you know in in that in that time and I agree with
3: that because like um there's been times where you know my kids would show you know that affection to to Mallory and it would hurt it would hurt just because it's another female and you're like oh my god it's like another mom image but um at the same time I didn't understand because I didn't I didn't know if Mallory was put in an act or if she was really this kind hearted person. And then as the years went by and I started realizing, Oh, she actually does mean well in my kids. It changed, but yeah, no matter what you're going to, you're going to see those, those situations when you divorce, you know, your husband that you have kids with, you're going to go through that. And it's going to hurt, but you just got to like, see that, you know, the, now your kids have someone else that's important. Yes, they're never going to take your role, but th- it is a, an important role in their life. And that was hard. That was very hard at
2: first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I you know I invited her out to to lunch um w- one time because I thought we really just kind of need just the two of us you know to to chat, totally agree you know, with that. get to get mm-hmm. to to know one another but I think that there was still a lot of stuff going on um you know at that at that time so that it wasn't uh, you know I mean it was an okay lunch but I, I don't think it was as life altering as I had right. hoped it have been, again, you know, and it's kind of like, and we all know this being, being married, only the two people in the marriage know what's going on in that marriage. And that mm-hmm. includes your husband and his ex-wife in their marriage and anything that took place during that time. There could be, you know, hurts. There could be all kinds of different things going on. And just because people remarry and move, move on doesn't mean that they've completely forgotten that stuff when they're mm-hmm, faced mm-hmm. with, you know, when they see that person on a root, on a regular basis. Right. So I, I, think will, first- I will
3: say with um, my relationship with Jason, which is my kid's father, um, we don't, we don't communicate. We don't, we just don't deal with each other. And it's not because of, you know, there's hate or anything. It's just that we divorced for a reason. And now I have to deal with this person for the rest of my life. And, and I would rather it be positive dealing with the kids and their schedule and everything and Mallory is a very optimistic, positive person, and I'm responsible. Um, and I would just rather deal with that. So yeah, I get what you're saying with that. Like, don't don't expect like just because your co-parenting is going great that now like the ex-husband and the and the ex-wife are now like getting along great. Right. Yeah.
2: And I, I think patience um, is a is another thing. Maybe not like you know trying to to force relationships. All relationships have to evolve in their own time and. You know, not everybody gets along and, you know, but if there's an opportunity for that, or at least just to respect, you know, the other, you know, to respect the, the mom. I mean, I, I mean, I do know, you know, some, now, of course, getting married to, to your husband. And so you want to be better than what he Right, left.
3: right,
2: right. <laughs> so, of course, you that's know, so. natural. Right. And so you can't help that. Um, you know, I, it's just human nature that it, it's, you know, if you can for stepmoms kind of staying out of things as as much as it may pain you and you may even watch your husband suffering through something. And in some cases you just go, well, you know what? He he picked her. So he's going to have to deal with this.
3: Yeah. there was like- actually a situation where we had a court situation and I I, I was venting to Mallory about you know, like, I didn't know that Jason was going to do this. She's like, honestly, I want to be out of it. And I think that was, like, the smartest thing she could have done.
2: Yeah, <laughs> smart, Mallory. That was very smart.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, moving court, I'm like, I tell Jason, because it's hard, because I, you know, love my husband, and then I also have Angie in my life. And yes, not only is she my stepkid's mother, but I've also have formed a relationship with her and a bond, and, and I care for her, you know, deeply. I mean, this woman's going to be in my life for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So right. I obviously want nothing but the best of her. And, and when we all get along, the kids, it's, it's happy for the kids. It's just, it's a greater win for everybody. So sometimes being the middleman, it's like, you know, Angie and I have got so close and then I have my husband and then I'm caught in the middle. If they have a court thing and I'm like, yep, um, I'm going to be Switzerland and I'm piecing out on this. Like it's just mm-hmm. yep. I can't for my mental sanity, that's what I need to do. And I remember I saw this quote, I forget who said it, but it said like there's no winners in court. It's ultimately like who just gets hurt more. And I thought it's so true because oh, so, I mean the lawyers hard. win. Yeah, I saw that.
2: Oh yeah, no, and, and that's another thing too in in my book. And I, I mean I have a whole chapter and lots of references to the attorneys, because I think that the emotions fuel so much of, you know, the, of what takes place in in court and lawyers know it. I mean, you know, they, they know child custody, child visiting. I mean, all of these issues are an, they're a blank check.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Spent going to college funds and funding that instead of attorney fees.
2: Oh, I'll, I'll tell you the amount of money that we have spent in legal fees over the years, we could have bought an, another a, a house, a vacation home with that amount yeah. of money. The yeah. um, and I am I'm not even exaggerating. Um, so mm-hmm. I go in there and I do in the book I I have in there tips on you know things that they can do. Like one of the things, like I said, you know earlier about. You know, feeling, you know, his ex-wife's, you know, maybe financial stressors when she was, you know, much younger and, you know, get, getting her career going and all that. I recommend that the the stepmom have her husband sit down with the ex-wife at the beginning of every year, at least once a year, and evaluate what are the expenses that the kids are going to need for, for that year. Mm-hmm. And there could be special mm-hmm. things, camps and programs and different or, things that yeah. they want to do. Yeah. And I said, you know, it really because if you're not get, if the kids aren't getting it and the mother is feeling it and she's the recipient of, of child support and thinking, okay, I'm gonna have to, you know, get an I have another way to get that money. I'm gonna go to court. But now you're paying monthly for that for 15 mm-hmm. years instead of mm-hmm. just going in and saying, Listen, I'm gonna pay for that camp this year, you know, here's fifteen hundred bucks. It saves so much money instead of having to go to court over all of this. So the book looks at at those kinds of things too, because again, I think if you can remove some of that stuff, you can help improve the relationships too between the mom and the stepmom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because yeah, they're sure. seeing the stepmom as taking money away from the kids. That's how they're seeing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think
3: also another thing that you guys have um very similar to the things you talk about is how to remove that image of the stepwitch image that they there is out there, like the evil stepmom. And that is true. That yeah. every time you hear stepmom it's like even 10 years ago I think it was bigger it was like so bad like she was the evil like evil stepmom like I guess from like that movie with Lindsay Lohan and that's where it all came from I want to say
1: no it's from Cinderella because I would just watch oh Cinderella okay yeah the yeah, new, yeah the new Disney plus app that just came Damn out I Cinderella. Cinderella with my daughter and that stepmother I was like oh my god like that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> No wonder why that set mom it is such a, a bad rap. It is a stereotype, though. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm sure that there are a few out there that you know fit the stereotype. Stereotypes right, right, happen right. because they're true. But you know, it, it's. I think now it's a little bit different because, I mean, of course, you know, women are working. They're, you know, they're, they're, you know, making mm-hmm. their own money. So that it's not necessarily that the new wife is coming in and taking all the husband's money and the kids are, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. starving to death. But I think just from the emotion. So if maybe if one if the bio mom is not doing well financially and the, you know, the ex-husband and his new wife are having a grand old time, um, there's going to be some resentment and anger and everything else around that, even if this stepmom is, you know, earning more money than than the husband. So those are the things that, that I, you know, that I address in the book. All the different ways to essentially, because when I say how to kill your husband's ex and attorneys and then some, it really means the word kill means to neutralize. Mm, I like that. It, oh, okay. It's, it's not okay. about going after them. It is yeah. about how to neutralize it so that you can keep your own sanity. This is exclusively for step moms on how to maintain their own sanity and their life, and be able to move forward in their life, instead of being mm-hmm. you know, sidetracked war, by all this yeah. other stuff. Yes, exactly. It's exhausting. It takes so much energy out of you. These are battles that you have no control over because mm-hmm. you didn't mm-hmm. create the situation to begin with, and so and you're not going to yeah. be able to convince people to to do do things your way, um, especially if they're hurt or you know whatever the problem may be. So but so this book really is designed exclusively for stepmoms to be able to keep their lives sane.
3: Right. So when did you come out with the book?
2: In uh, July.
3: I actually just downloaded it on Kindle. But um, did you want to go ahead and just talk about where you can find it if you're doing any book tours or any?
2: Sure. Yeah. No, it's um, it's available on Amazon exclusively. You can also go to my website at Kathy Hammond Books, with an S dot com. I have uh, uh, you know other information there, um, and also a blog, and and I have a uh, subscribe uh, to my mailing list. Uh, you'll receive a, a book on you know an, another ebook on uh, how not to really screw things up for the kids uh, in uh, in a situation. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's where you can find my my book. Amazing. What- this is my second book, and uh, my first book is called The Road to Knee. And it's an allegory on goal setting and goal attainment. Um, so it tells a story about how to achieve anything that that you want. But, yeah, because in addition to that, because, I mean, I've been writing different blogs and different articles and magazines and so on. But my, my day job is I have a recruiting agency.
3: What did your husband think about the book when you first came up with it?
2: He loved it.
3: Oh, that's <laughs> he, good. That's good.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you, it's not, it's not some dry... Book about here tips on what to do. It is, you know, fall out of your chair funny because I give some stories and I think people can relate, right? Uh, you know, to to these things. But yeah, no, he, you know, like, and he even agrees. He's like, Todd, I wish we had this book, you know, when we first got married. And that's why I wrote it. I wrote the book that I needed.
3: That's how, that's how exactly what I always say about my podcast. I'm like, my podcast is something that I wish back in the day I was able to have.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. But, you know, we, we live and learn and then, um, and then we're able to share with others what we've learned, you know, and, and I think too, especially like really young families. So if you get a divorce and then you keep adding more kids um, I, I can't even, I can't even imagine. Then you think, oh, how am I going to get all these people through college? <laughs> yeah,
1: right. that, That's why I don't sleep at night. <laughs> that's, my, <laughs> that's my conversations <laughs> of how I'm getting fun through college. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but it's true. What you said earlier, like, you know, cause I am single and, um, I only have my income and, you know, Mallory and, and Jason, they're, they're married. They have two incomes. So from the outside, everything looks like, they're the more well off and they're the one that, you know, has a, a beautiful home and, you know, everything is like way more upgraded, I guess, than you can say on my version. And that's like an insecurity of mine when the kids come back, like, are they OK that we lived in an apartment or condo, not a brand new house, you know, stuff like that. So that is um something that, you know, it, it is hard when you do have those financial issues or you just do only have that one income. Um, and of course, yeah. like you said, with, with, with time, as we get older, it, it should get better, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, but yeah, that is something that I, I agree with what you said.
2: You know, and of course everybody goes through their, their own struggles. And, and even though, I mean, you, you really don't know what's going on, even in your, you know, ex-husband's house with his wife, you know, right, I and mean, right, there right. could be all kinds <laughs> of different things, you know, that, that they're going through as well. So you know, we're we're all in the end. We're all just people. We're all just trying to figure things out. It takes It takes time to to build your assets and, you know, and build your life. It's funny because I I have a a friend who, uh, he's the stepdad. And he was always really happy to have you because he provided a beautiful home for his wife and and the two step kids. And it was kind of he wanted to rub it in the face of the ex-husband who he thought was a loser. So, you know, so I mean, so there's kind of the flip side there. You know, there is stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I can confidently say we don't do that. Or at least we don't. Yeah, we don't do that. That's (laughs) me. And I will say, too, like with the
3: whole um, evil stepmom stereotype, if anything, I feel like in my situation with Mallory, like. I was more of the evil person because um, I was very mean to her and I was very resentful. And it wasn't even about the ex-husband. It was about being intimidated by the, the role that she was coming in and, you know, my kids being so young. So not everyone should think, you know, the stepmom's evil. Like it could be, it, sometimes the mom can act evil and I will, t- I will say I did. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know, and, and that's so funny that you say that. I, I don't know, Mallory, how you how you felt about this, but you know, coming into that, it's like you have your your own insecurities uh, about the situation. This is because here's a woman who knows your husband intimately, more so than you do when you're first married. Mm-hmm. I see that, mm-hmm. yeah. And that, yeah, you know, and, and to have that constant reminder that here's this woman knows everything about him, and you're still learning it. Right,
1: right. So yes. that, you know, yes. so
2: there's there's that there's that insecurity on on both both sides, and of course we don't like to admit that as people that we're that we're feeling insecure, so we start you know chest pounding and you know and that gets us into trouble. So maybe if yeah. we had more real conversations with each other, like you two are are having.
3: Right, right. Because I mean, another thing with just with core too it wasn't just in a financial struggle. Like it was emotionally. Oh my God, that was an emotional roller coaster, uh, just because of the insecurities coming out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no. Do you have an email that if anyone wanted to reach out to you or anything, if you want to go ahead and, and give that out?
2: Yes, it's uh, Kathy with a K. At kathyhammondbooks.com.
3: Okay. So thank you so much, Kathy and Mallory, for being on this episode. Um, I will put all your information on the episode bio with the website and Mallory's Blended Nest blog website as well and information for emails. And also, um, if you want to go ahead, Kathy, and close this out with anything you want to end this on, and then we'll wrap it up.
2: Thanks so much for, for having me. And, you know, it was really, I really enjoyed this conversation. I wish I had known you ladies eons ago and we could have all gone through this together. um, But it's really just, you know, just kind of hang in there. It does get better. Mm
3: Right, right. and I actually do have a a lot of listeners that are are single moms and they're co-parenting, and I don't know if they're dealing with a stepmom yet, but just to prepare
1: them in case when they are. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kathy. Being a stepmom, trying to end the stepmom stigma, you know, that... We're not the evil Disney characters that it kind of portrays everyone to see. Co-parenting, positive co-parenting. I'm a big advocate for that. I feel like I kind of have a unique perspective because I'm a product of divorced parents and I'm also a mom as well as a stepmom. So come on over. We'd love to have you read and yeah. So my website is blendednestblog.com and then my Instagram is at blendednest mom of one stepmama of two stepmom and lifestyle blog for my blended family teachers, let's blend at blendednessblog.com
3: I love that I actually like that okay well thank you so much Mallory for being on this episode I've been trying to get Mallory to be on an episode for a while and then you know she's been busy she's been moving and and dealing with a toddler so I appreciate you doing this at 9:48 p.m yeah so I'll put all your information in the bio and uh, if you want to say anything to close it out go ahead
1: I think this will probably be one of many episodes that will be on and you should feel privileged because normally I'm asleep right now, but I drink some coffee to stay <laughs> up to talk to you. <laughs> yes,
3: specific time. Sorry. But yeah. So if you have any questions, you can email Mallory. If you're a stepmom mom and you have a question for the stepmom, mom, or if you have any questions for me, my email that podcast at, at com or Instagram, Podcast as well. And yeah, I don't think that you can't have a good relationship with the other Woman in the in the children's life because uh, if anyone asked me 10 years ago, do you think you'll ever be friends or get along with the woman that's in your kid's life? I'd say, hell no, but you know, <laughs> it's possible, possible. No. and things can <laughs> <don't> change. <laughs> I, would, I would, I would, I would be like, hell no, what are you talking about? No, but um, things change, and um, at the end of the day, you want what's best for your kids, amen. So. So-
1: an unfiltered, uncensored, raw storytelling podcast. I'm tired and
0: angry, but somebody should be. Welcome to another episode of my ugly truth podcast. Save me a press.